Hi, this is Suparna Goswami, Associate Editor with Information Security Media Group. I have the pleasure of speaking with Gregory Dumont, CISO and DPO at SBE Global. We will be discussing about GDPR challenges that he has faced and how he has managed to solve these challenges in his capacity as a CISO as well as a DPO. Welcome, Gregory, to the ISMG discussion. Hello, and thanks for having me. So, Gregory, I wanted to check with you as a CISO, what kind of challenges did you face in the past one year considering GDPR came into effect last year? And if I have to ask you, what is that one specific challenge as a CISO bothered you the most? What would that be? All right, thank you for this great question, actually. You know, one, one thing that you have to remember is security has always been a necessity, right, in the age we live in. But what, yet, what GDPR has changed um, is to make this a legal requirement. I don't think many people realize that. Um, previously, in order to get contracts, in order to fulfill contracts and, and, and get business from customers, it was a very good idea to get certified with ISO 27001, for example, or at least to get some kind of inf information security framework in place. Now with GDPR, since May last year, we see that uh, being secure is no longer just a nice to have. It has become an actual legal requirement. So I would say that the biggest challenge for not just me, but everyone who is a player in the information security arena is, is to comply with these new challenges. I mean, these challenges, they were always here, but now they, they kind of become mandatory. So with this in mind, some of the challenges that we face, that I face, and I think I'm not the only one. Things like, you know, we, we always have to do more with less. You have shrinking budgets, you have expanding requirements, you, you need to get buy-in from your board in order to comply with the legal requirements and with the ever-increasing threats that are appearing, okay? So these, I would say this, this is probably the, the biggest challenge. Yeah. So as a CISO, what does your daily activity calendar look like, especially after GDPR? So GDPR is a massive subject. So it's not specific to, I mean, there are some challenges not specific only to security. So you've got to, you've got to have your inventory of all your data processing activities. You've got to do a complete checklist of all the tools that you're using, the contracts you have, who has access, security of these tools. Do you have logs? Do these systems interact with each other? Do you have third parties? What are the applicable laws? Uh, are there any ethical codes applied to these? You have to check also all the purposes for this processing. You have to, to inventory uh, the data that you collect. Do you need all this data? Are they nominative or not? You have to check all, all the destinations where all this data is going to, uh, whether they are uh, internal recipients or external recipients. You have to look at how long you keep this data. Do you really need to keep this data for so long? And what can you put in place to, to solve that, you know, without creating a mess or without hurting the business? So how tough is the problem of third-party suppliers, especially with regards to GDPR, where you have your data processors, you have data controllers. So how tough is it for you to manage all of them under GDPR? Third-party suppliers is actually one of the one of the key and most most complex area that you you to solve when when you're dealing with all this, because you know we live in a, in an interconnected world. We have suppliers, we have customers. 
in my case, sometimes my customers are also my supplier. You have to make sure you have contracts that cover all of these uh, interactions and you have to also uh, make sure that your suppliers follow the same guidelines, the same uh, have the same level of security and data protection safeguards than you do. And your clients do the same and it's a chain. Uh, the difficulty with all that is that very often, right, I spoke to many other DPOs in the field, and they all have the same problem. It's very difficult to actually motivate your suppliers to respond to the self-assessment questionnaires that you send them. So you end up having to go and audit them uh, physically sometimes. But when you have a thousand of suppliers, then, you know, how do you physically do that? It's very tough. So what would be your advice to your contemporaries globally? How should they deal with the problem of third-party risk in the in GDPR terms? So in, in GDPR terms, you have data controllers and data processors. So, so your vendors are sometimes your data processors, but not always. Sometimes they can be data controllers in their own right. Sometimes your vendors can be data controllers for certain purposes of processing and data processors for other purposes of process processing. Sometimes you can be joint controllers. And there are so many different configurations. That is also certainly a challenge to overcome. You have to decide for each vendor and even each customer, are they a data processor or a data controller? Or are they a joint controller or a joint processor? Or are they a combination? And when you have, in, as in my case, customers who are also suppliers, you know, this becomes really tough. So yeah, it's, it's very important at, at the beginning of this journey to make sure you get all the basics right, to have all your inventory of data processing activities that you do, and all the inventory of suppliers and vendors that you deal with, with the adequate, each of them with the adequate definition, you know, are they your data controller or data processor and so on. And once you have this inventory in place, you can start mapping. You can start your data map exercise. You can start looking at, okay, where is the data going? And uh, what kind of data is it? Is it sensitive or not? How is it secured? Do I have all the, the processes in place? Do I have the legal notices in place? Are the data subjects aware about this data? How it's collected and where it goes and, and what we do with it and so on and so on. So certainly not an easy job to manage all these things, third-party vendors. No, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a very multifaceted job. So... I mean, it's it's probably a truism, but no no single day is the same. You know, you could be fighting one day, you could be fighting in one corner for a data breach. Another day, you could you could be dealing with some a spike in data subject requests, and another day, you could be doing an audit at at a data center or at a supplier supplier's premises. No, no single day is the same, and there are so many things to take into consideration that, as I said in the beginning, especially when you're a mid-sized business, you know, I'm on my own here almost. <laughs> I have a team, but a lot of these uh, responsibilities are handled by a single person, which is myself. Um, therefore, one of the important learnings that I have maybe to bring here is, is that you need to form alliances almost, you know, you need to form uh, good relationships with all the internal departments of the business and make sure that you have some relay points in place, uh, people who you can talk to one-on-one -on -one and you can either act as a, as a relay for information or as a, a relay for implementing some 
some action points or improvement within the business. Yeah, sure. So talking about responsibility, so you have the dual roles of CISO as well as a DPO. So how tough can it get to manage these two roles and how much do they overlap or what are the differences? So that's a great question. So first of all, I I just like to to point that this is not an ideal situation. And I know for a fact that some supervisory authorities, like the German one especially, uh, do not see with a very good eye that uh, some companies are actually mixing these two functions with on the same person. And in fact, there have been some rulings in this uh, area. However, you know, we don't live in a unicorn world, we live in the real world. And in the real world, we, you know, we have to, we have to make some decisions based on resources and based on facts. And I'm 100% 100% sure that there are many companies out there who have a, a DPO and CISO who are actually the same person. Now, there are some overlaps which make the job easier. So, you know, obviously a lot of the work within the DPO role is to do with data security, actually. So it's not the only point, of course, but it takes it takes a huge amount of a huge amount of time of the DPO is spent looking at data security and, and how secure are the systems that host the data. So it, it's actually, there is a big overlap here. What I would say is that when when I put on my DPO hat, I look at things from, I look at the same things pretty much, but I look at them from a slightly different angle. So it's like when you do a risk assessment, for example, when, when I have my CISO hat, and I do a risk assessment, I look at what is the risk for the business, okay? So what is, if I lose this system or if, if, if this data becomes unavailable or these hard drives stop working, what are the risks for the business? What are the risks in terms of, you know, operation impact, financial impact, image, and so on? When I put on my DPO hat, I look at the same risk, but I look at it through the eyes of the data subjects. What are the risks associated to this vulnerability or to this potential threat from the data subject's point of view? So what are the risks? What are the risks for the, for the freedoms of the people, you know, um, for the privacy? What are the risks in terms of the loss of privacy or, or loss of freedom from a data subject point of view? So it's very important to have this in mind. You are looking pretty much a lot of it, you're looking at the same things, but you're just looking at it from two different, slightly different angles. Thank you so much, Gregory, for sharing your thoughts on the role of a CISO and a DPO and the GDPR and the challenges they face. Thank you so much. We were listening to Gregory Dumont for ISMG Nation. This is Suparna Goswami. Thank you for listening.